0: Brothers, sisters and siblings, welcome to the episode 27 of Take It Evie, 2-7. Uh, today we are going to be talking about electric motorbikes, somebody who actually should know something about it, um, and uh, I hope you're going to enjoy it. Uh, just a word of warning before we start, the recording was done over the internet and um, it's a bit of a lesser quality, so apologies for that. I um, recommend listening to it uh, via headphones. I did everything I could. Spent quite a few days trying to fix it. Uh, so please enjoy the, the content. Uh, without further ado, let's go. I'm guessing we we're going to be talking about electric motorbikes, ba- basically.
1: Correct. I think. Um, I hope so. <laughs>
0: And I have to confess, I haven't ridden a motorbike in ever since I was a teenager, basically, for a few days when I was a teenager, and that's it, pretty much. Um, so I'm not a, you know, I know absolutely nothing about motorbikes.
1: Uh, so um, my name is Alex Sharp, and I run a company called um, English Electric Motor Co., or for short, EEMC. Um we uh, we started the business about three years ago, and that was a diversification off the back of running a, a motorcycle customization business um probably six years prior to that. Um, and uh, we specialize in the um, retail and servicing modification marketing, uh, importing and distribution of uh, a range of different uh, electric motorcycle franchises uh, from around the world. They're pretty good. <laughs> so that's a very quick summary.
0: And uh, presumably you've been riding motorbikes for, for a very long time, right?
1: Yeah, a little while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Um, <laughs> we we, uh, we uh, I was as much as my parents could put me off of getting on a motorcycle. Um, you know, eventually when I could do my own thing, um, I I came straight back to them and pretty much since the age of eighteen, nineteen, I've been in the in the motorcycle uh, world in some shape or form, whether that be customising. Repairing, uh, modifying, uh, selling, um, and just yeah, anything and everything to do with two wheels. You know, we've I've kind of um, uh, has been, I guess, my life. uh, I mean, I'm now 30. How old am I? 33. Yeah, 33. So certainly the last sort of you know um, 13, uh, 13 years or so. um, It's been you know sort of really uh what what uh what i get up every morning to to do and probably what i go to bed sort of uh thinking about you know um so yeah
0: so li- living and breathing b- motorbikes basically pretty
1: much pretty much <laughs> you know um maybe maybe mm. some people would think that would be a, a boring uh existence but uh if you you know i, I think i'm quite lucky to be uh to work in a an area in which I'm quite passionate about, and um, it was one of the reasons why I was drawn to electric, um, because uh, I get bored quite easily. And um, uh, although motorcycles have always been the big thing, electric motorcycles was a, a very uh, was was a new, uh, fresh, exciting element to something that I've been kind of. Uh, you know, used to for a, for a number of years um, at that point.
0: Okay. Um, how how long have you been uh, dealing with electric motorbikes for uh, now? Uh,
1: three three uh, well three or four years. So 2017 is when we first entertained the idea of doing something. Um, uh, like I said, prior to that, we had sort of six years worth of experience. Um, uh, kind of dealing with uh, customizing normal combustion motorcycles um, and uh, I was able to have the opportunity to ride an electric motorcycle called a zero uh, californian built electric motorcycle. they're probably one of the better known um, motorcycle electric motorcycle manufacturers made in California um and uh, I, if I'm absolutely honest, I had absolutely no interest in electric motorcycles, nor did I have any interest in electric vehicles in general uh yeah you know, I, I the only car I could have told you you know uh that, known by brand would have been Tesla at the time um and I wouldn't have known much about it and then really from then onwards, we kind of just a, 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 a so we sort of dove, you know dove head first in into it and um yeah, found ourselves kind of being sort of the, one of the biggest multi uh, franchise dealerships and importers um, for, like I say, a range of different uh, electric motorcycles in in the in the UK. Somehow, I don't know how, exactly how that happened, but it did. So
0: <laughs> that's that, that's good. that's good to know. And and you know, from reading on your website, obviously you you let people kind of test drive them and and kind of experience them. Um, if do you, do you get loads of people who are you know curious about it, or um, or is it a case that somebody gets there and you're trying to persuade them to actually uh, uh, have a look at the uh, electric motorbikes?
1: Um, I mean, I mean a big a big part. The thing is, I don't I don't know. I know of some similarities with the car, the electric car world, um, but. You know, uh, but, but being quite, quite, being brutally honest about it, my experience in retail anyway is, um, from both a motorcycle and car point of view, is actually quite limited. Um, you know, I've never worked in a big franchise dealership, motorcycle nor car, so I, I could, I, I've got no, nothing to kind of gauge it against in terms of people's, uh, I guess, interest and perception and interest and outlook when they first step in the showroom and why they come in the first place but one of the things that we found with electric very quickly is that the there's a level of hesitancy um much like myself when first entertaining the idea of electric uh coming from you know uh quite you know quite coming from quite a lot of experience with combustion motorcycles is is that i didn't know much about it and therefore maybe i was a little bit uh, I, I, I just wasn't particularly knowledgeable on the bikes, you know, what they could do, what I was, what I could ride, and so what we made it a big part of our, I guess, uh, remit uh, as a business to make sure that we're very, very heavy on the demonstration uh, of the bike. So, you know, anybody and everybody that comes in our showroom, you know, uh, we don't obviously force people on bikes, but. We, are, we we really encourage them, even if they're not interested in purchasing right there and then, to just have a go on one. You know, just to you know, get get your swinging leg over a bike, take it out, and just see what you think. Because we realise because that's what sold it to me. You know, within the first I don't know far you know mile of riding that bike, it just completely blew me away. The performance aspect of it, um, and everything. You know, did the, all my anxiety and uh maybe my um the, the the my reasoning behind why I shouldn't like electric um was just disappeared. you know it didn't really matter. I just realized it was just another uh it was just a different riding experience rather than a uh an alternative riding experience rather than a replacement I think that's that was the key thing yeah, you yeah. know.
0: I th- I think that's the um that's what Tesla's do you know started doing their um uh, kind of their, their whole approach to the um to retail is you know let people kind of just test drive it without uh, uh, with as little friction as possible so you can get into Tesla showroom and just jump in a car and they'll happily talk and, and let you you know let you experience it um without any say a push sales. so you you're just let you're just there to kind of experience it rather than having to wonder like, oh, do I really want this? You can you you just you, you know they give you as little friction as possible. Like yeah, yeah. I've I've shared my my experience with with people who listen to this podcast uh, before about my uh, switch because I used to drive a fairly beefy um, uh, Vauxhall uh, uh, Insignia, and uh, and uh, I but I always when I moved back to London I always wanted to. To have an electric car because I didn't drive as much, you know, long distances, and I thought this would be cool. Uh, And uh, I I test drove a a Nissan Leaf, uh, um, because I didn't I didn't need anything big. Um, I used to live in Belfast, and that's where I had the uh, the Insignia, but moving back to London, I didn't need such a big car anymore. And the um, and I remember the uh, you know test driving Nissan Leaf and just thinking to myself. I really don't care that this has like 90 mile range. Um it's, it's 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 cool like um in terms of the performance. It doesn't look that that cool from the outside at least initially it didn't it didn't appeal to me. But here yeah, I just remember um what they used to do at Nissan they would give you the car for the weekend if you were really keen. They would, you know they would just let you have it uh, uh, experience it and then you come back and and be able to um to kind of you know decide. And the uh I remember jumping back into my insignia, uh, turning the car on and just noticing all the rattling, all the sort of noises, you know, all the sort of distractions that I didn't have for the last two days, and then pressing the accelerator. And mind you, this is like a three litre, you know, uh, turbo diesel engine. And you think, I always thought it's super fast. And I pressed the accelerator and I, literally my brain was like, tick, tick, tick. and then And then it went. And I was like, What's going on? Um, you know, I just got, I, I, there and then I just knew like I'm just getting rid of this thing and uh, and switching to electric. There's no way. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but but if somebody asked me like purely hypothetically before, my brain would just go like you know comparing things. But like you say, it's a completely different experience, and you have to experience it first. And it's good to know that it, It's good to know that it, it works the same way on the motorbikes as it does on the. Uh, in a car. It's, you know, um, I just, I just, uh, I just wasn't sure. Uh, and, you know, to be fair, most people don't experience motorbikes. And um, personally, like, this is obviously, I'm not having a dig at anybody riding a motorbike, but I don't like the noise of motorbikes. It's, um, uh, you know, plenty of, of bikers that I know, and I've got two neighbours who are bikers. So I, I hear the bikes in the evening and in the morning sometimes, you know, a lot. Um, they, they enjoy the, the, the noise and the experience. And I, 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 I understand the appeal cause the, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're, you riding, you're riding kind of raw out there. Um, but to most people, it's the noise that takes, that puts them off. Uh, um, bikers are always kind of, uh, uh, marvelling in the noise. Whereas most people, when they see two or three motorbikes going past, will just, you know, flip their eyes and just be like, oh the noise. Um. And and I I just wonder if if uh, you know if most people started actually riding bikes electric bikes uh, for 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 change you, you still have the same experience you have the the sort of proverbial uh, wind in your hair and you know and the open roads and uh, and kind of being a bit more close to the nature but you don't have the noise I wonder if that puts loads of bikers off though because like I said you know I think bikers actually do get or enjoy the noise and kind of just get um, Get that sort of uh connection in their brains as that noise means fun if that makes sense yeah,
1: yeah I, mean, I think i think there are some fundamental uh differences um between and there they always have there always have been and i believe there always will be um from from the uh experience of riding a motorcycle irrelevant of whether it's combustion or electric versus the Experience of driving a car, whether irrelevant of whether it's combustion or electric, um, in 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 a sense that um, a lot of people, admittedly, a lot of people ride a bike for. Cost, cost reasons, cost effectiveness. They ride it because it's you're able to filter in heavy traffic. You know, a lot of the, uh, you know, like in Thailand, in a lot of the, you know, in the East Asia, they, you know, that you, there's loads of them in the inner cities because you're they're a cheaper way to get about. They're an easier way to get about. Um, you know, so there are, I guess. Um, There are reasons behind riding motorcycles versus a car in that respect, Um, but for the majority of, I would say, more Western countries, there's there's more of a a, a demographic um, that ride because of for leisure, and they ride because um, of for a variety of reasons. But it's usually the people talk about the freedom of riding a motorcycle it's this sense that you have more than you know in a car you've got four wheels you you know you're you're balanced whatever you do um you know on on a motorcycle you're far more flexible in terms of where you go the feeling of riding is is one very unique to riding i mean the closest i've ever got to that sensation is actually flying a, a, a plane i was lucky enough to do um a partial a bit of a um private pilot's license when i was younger and it was the I, I thought it was fantastic it was the it was the only other thing that i ever considered that i'd like to be able to do aside from riding um uh, or being really into motorcycles was actually aviation and because of that sensation um and so what that what, what i believe that mean that that meant is is that it was is actually a it means that the motorcycle demographic that we deal with i believe are are kind of more die hard than they are, uh, you know, than they are, than they than your average car driver. You know, I, th- I would say most cars, people have a car because that's just what you have to get about when you've got a family and, you know, cars are relatively cheap com- in comparison to 50, 60 years ago where everybody had a motorcycle because it was the cheapest way to get on the road and then a car was considered a luxury. Now a car is, you can pick a c- car, you know roadworthy for five six hundred quid an old banger but you you know you still you can still um safely um sort of travel about um so what that means is is that i think that we've we have a far harder job at getting people on an electric bike because they perceive a combustion bike the noise the vibration everything that like you know a really good examples you know harley davidson's big you know harley rider clubs and all that lot you know that that that's so you know if you imagine a harley without any noise i mean that takes away for a lot of people one of the biggest aspects of why they ride is the noise of this big big v-twin something down the road um so the alternative that we offer is this relatively quiet Bike um that doesn't vibrate it doesn't have any you know that 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 seems almost you know what's the word, um it like a um uh, it, it goes against everything that that they would um uh, think um they would like about riding the yeah. fact the fact of it is is that we've had harley riders italian ducati riders so right so you know sports bike riders cruiser riders uh moped riders you name it. Uh, You know, old British classic bike riders, and uh, you know, I can count. I can probably count on one hand, uh, not even that, it's probably two people that were disappointed with the ride. Out of, I reckon, we must be up in thousands now who have ridden since in the three years that we've been going. uh, The electric bikes, you know, they, they, you cannot. It does. It, everybody comes back with a grin on their face because you cannot dispute the performance aspect, like you mentioned. As soon as you hop on, you know, or you get in your combustion car, or, and you, or you hop on your combustion bike, it can be a fantastic car and it can be a fantastic bike. But it hasn't got the acceleration, and it hasn't got the um, uh, it hasn't got the, um, um, the, 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 the 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 feel. Of, um, uh, of riding, um, uh, or driving an electric vehicle, um, because it, it just can't compete, you know, in that, with that element. Um, so, so I'll, um, so yeah, so it, it's, um, you know, it, it, I, 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 and I, and I felt that when I first tried the bike, you know, out without having, uh, any prior knowledge on them, um, I was fully... I was fully expecting and almost wanting to be disappointed by it, and and when I when I rode it and it was entirely the opposite, I, all, all, all I could think about was like, well, why why isn't why aren't more people riding these? Why aren't you know why is is this something that as soon as someone spoke to me about it, I went no, no I'm not interested in that, and and that's really one of the reasons why I got into what I, you know got into it is to kind of try and change people's opinions um, and you know get them on on a bike
0: and allow them to really see what it's about take it yeah i mean we we have the um we have a, a sort of a biking shop uh down the road from where i live and um and they don't do any electric ones, and I, I didn't even ask why. You know, I just asked them if they have any, and, and then when they said no, and they just gave me a funny look, I was like, mm, okay, because uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think, you know, I've been I've been driving an electric car for, um, six, nearly seven years now, and uh, and I've driven quite a lot of them, and I still, uh, you know, so to me that's quite normal, like it's obvious. Uh, and with the uptake the, uh, for the in the last two years of the electric cars, you would think that the uh, the information got around. But I still come across people who think electric cars are, are slow and and they just don't expect the, uh, the the performance aspect of it isn't sold to people or people expect, oh, yeah, well, Tesla is fast, but the all the other electric cars are just milk, milk floats. And, you know, Tesla's doing something different to everybody else and... And I'm like no that's just that's just wrong <laughs> and in fact i o i get i get annoyed by um bikers um on the road who um cut in front of me at the lights because I'll be able to leave and go much quicker than they would and you know i have the, i have this guy in front of me and <laughs> and I always think to myself like if they only knew you know that i can i can be much quicker than them um <laughs> it i yeah it's it, it, it so it's funny. It's funny that you say that some people, but I, I, th- I still think people get get used to the noise and the vibration. It's like a thing that you know so you associate in your brain uh, um, the pleasure of riding with things that you can't really get rid of because obviously you can't stop the uh, uh, combustion bike from vibrating and making noise as much as you maybe you would like to. It become it becomes almost a selling point, you know. Hence, uh, companies like. Um, Harley-Davidson, obviously they, they, they tuned the bike to sound spe- in a specific way because they just, you know, instead of uh, dismissing or trying to get rid of the noise and vibrations, they decided to make it a, into a marketing point almost.
1: Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, um, what you'll find is, um, I think, <clears throat> our, 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 we always stress the fact that, it's important that people understand that what we're not, what we're offering. I think I said it earlier, what we're offering is not a replacement; it's an alternative. They're like a lot of people consider, because the government is pushing it as hard as what they are, some people think they're pushing it too hard. Some people don't think they're pushing it enough. Irrelevant of that, you know, there, there's a, a, a certain level of backing they're giving the electric. You know, movement with all this. You know, we're, we're, that, that all the vehicles are going to be electric by 2040. Blah blah blah, all that stuff. And what that means is, I think the backlash from that is that people think that basically we're here to take their combustion away and to replace it with this thing that they don't know. And there's always this fear of this um, know And the fact is, that that's you know so far from the truth. But that's what they think. So what we try, what we try and enforce is this um uh is this uh, i guess a um uh, this mentality that look we're not here to replace it we're here to offer you the alternative and you're going to you know combustion's going to be around for a long time as yet you know we've all been brought up around it you know irrelevant of whether i think electric is better or not which i do think it's better in, you know in many ways Um, I said I still there's still a place in my heart for combustion you know I still like classic I still like cruises I you know it it doesn't mean that I have to hate combustion if I like electric or vice versa you know Um, and and as soon as they appreciate that and they take a bike out I always say look I said the best way to look at this is um, is that you know if at some point for some reason you know we aren't able to ride combustion or they make it Prohibitive concerning taxes Or fuel availability Or whatever At least you've got the knowledge now That that the alternative uh, or, or the thing that was an alternative then But now more of a necessity Isn't necessarily a bad thing For you to have You know, you can still enjoy riding You can still get everything or or almost everything sometimes more from you know an electric motorcycle um if if you have to give up the combustion which i don't believe will happen for a long time as yet anyway so it's changing people's mentality you know um mentality towards that that we're not aggressively trying to take away what they're used to if that makes any sense
0: yeah yeah i yeah I, i think i think people are afraid and being a bit cynical about it uh but um, it, yeah. There's 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 a lot of thoughts that I have about um, about uh, switching to electric because it it kind of it it changes your perception almost when you when you start riding or driving electric um, mostly in your life you start you know the the sort of the the fact that you don't have the noise and and the vibration actually makes you makes your um, your approach to certain things different because you you kind of um, I don't know in in the long run at least for me and many people that I spoke to it it um they start noticing and and uh, and being annoyed by it almost uh and and they want they want to keep riding you know electric or driving electric uh, in the future at least most people that i know uh uh but the yeah, you um beforehand you've mentioned initially that the um a lot of people um use motor motorcycles because it's just a more more convenient way to to move around you know a, a city or uh or in denser traffic, or um, or whatnot, and obviously it's a cheaper way uh, uh, to to move around as well. Um, and given that you know most cities these days actually want to get rid of the noise and and pollution, um, do do you see a lot of people uh, uh, kind of taking up the uh, electric motorbikes in who live in, in sort of you know uh, in London or Cambridge or or, or, or sort of uh, the bigger. Uh, I wouldn't say metropolitan areas, but any sort of bigger towns or cities. Or is it, uh, uh, or are the, uh, the the people who who buy electric bikes now just people who are you know already have one or two bikes and just want to have another one that is kind of different?
1: Um, I mean, the the de- the demographic. The best way the best way I can. I mean, obviously, there's my opinion on it, and then there's actually, there's actually what's happening and our experience over the last three years. And so what, what, what is actually happening or has happened over the last three years is that the first year that we got going, so that's three years ago, I reckon our customer base was 90% commuters and 10% leisure. So that's 90% of people buying, you know, it could be bigger bikes, but predominantly smaller bikes, scooter-based bikes, that sort of stuff specifically to get to and from work i would say probably more urban areas certainly on the smaller stuff um and then what's happened in the following year i reckon it was probably more like 70 30 so 70% commuter based 30% leisure and we're probably at more like 50 50 now and um, i know that's not a that's not a, the best represent um take representation of the market because i believe as a business uh, we focused on the bigger bikes, so which are more expensive and usually used for, for more for leisure than for commuting. And the smaller stuff, so the scooters, some of the scooter-based stuff that we sell. Uh, that's uh, there's been uh, there's a lot more companies that have come in specialising in that, so they would have actually taken up a lot of our sales that we had, which is fine for us because we'd rather do the the bigger stuff anyway. That's what we're more interested in. Um, but I mean to, I guess. You know, to, to 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 sort of briefly um, answer your uh, you know answer your question. I think yeah, I think there there's going to be more incentives, more and more incentives for people. Um, to get on to, to two wheels and for those two wheels to be electric, especially in the uh, emission, low emission zones. Um, and um, and it makes a lot of sense cost-wise, you know, they're, 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 they're tax-free at the moment, you know, so there's no road tax. The running costs if they're charging at home uh, is, is going to be well under a penny a mile, um, most of these bikes have removable batteries with optional additional batteries, so you can always have a spare set of batteries at work or your home, so you just swap them out. So there's no real requirement for fast charging either. Um, so a lot of the delivery companies are looking at going down this route. The lifespan of the batteries is going up and up. You know, on the lithium tech, you know, we're, look- we're looking at now some of our bikes have got two and a half thousand cycles before they fall below 80%. Well. You know that's you know if you times that by I don't know whatever forty fifty miles to a charge that's a significant amount of mileage that you know the the batteries are going to outlive the, the majority the rest of the bike pretty much, um, <clears throat> so there there is yeah I I think there is going to be um, I mean our our thing what we usually say is. I don't. I. 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 I firmly believe, and this is my opinion. I firmly believe that there isn't a more cost-effective way of commuting than on an electric motorcycle, other than on a bicycle if you're feeling fit. But, <laughs> but you know, an an electric motorcycle or moped, I believe, if you're willing to ride or weathers as well, uh, it, you know, will save you the most amount of money certainly in the long run.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Like um, <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 the. Like I said, you know, I hear quite often people saying, oh, yeah, you need to cycle, we need to cycle a bit more. But the uh, not everyone's got the stamina or, uh, or the will to arrive all sweaty to a meeting, uh, you know, on the bicycle. Um, and whilst I, I enjoy cycling, or I used to enjoy cycling quite a lot, I haven't cycled in a while, um, I live on the top of a uh, rather steep hill. Um, it would be very hard for me to cycle up and down, you know, to just do the grocery or 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 whatever I'm, I'm i'm much rather uh, uh ride on something that's pure electric um i mean personally i don't feel too bad driving in a car cuz it's usually getting charged from solar and you know uh, if i drive 2 3 miles uh, uh, to the um to do a, a shopping run it's uh you know it doesn't cost me anything basically uh, uh, to put that electric in the car um but the uh, uh but bicycle, oh sorry, um, uh, a motorbike, electric motorbike or scooter, scooter makes most sense. Obviously, um, people are going to be screaming about the, um, the sort of the, uh, the electric little electric scooters that are illegal currently in the UK, um, that, you know, people still use, but the, uh, but le- let's leave those to, you know, for a, for a separate discussion. Uh, obviously, um, uh, Another question that comes to mind when it comes to motorbikes, and the uh, this is this just will show my ignorance. Um, the The question that I always get with electric cars, and I'm sure you get with motorbikes, is the range. Uh, how does the uh, sort of the average, you know, zero motorbike or or uh, um, or sort of the sort of middle of the of the or uh, uh, of the range uh, electric motorbike? How does the, how does it compare range wise to a combustion sort of average one?
1: Our, our general rule of thumb, as I'm sure in the in the car world it's the same, is that the more that you're prepared to pay, the further you go and the faster you charge. That's that's basically the that's what we tell people, you know. So the biggest the bit the, you know, if you've got a ton of money to chuck at something, um, let's say you've got 25 grand to chuck at something, I can get you a bike that will do uh, a real world riding. So that's at, you know anywhere between 50 and 70 mile an hour average speed. Of 120 miles can charge up in half an hour to 40 minutes DC fast charging. That has got that will outperform almost every bike, you know, uh, bike, sports bike, whatever you know, uh, on on the road. Its only real competition would be another electric car, probably, um, uh, and you know, that's 25 grand plus. Um if you go down to the other end um you can spend two or three grand and you can have a bike that has a back, a removable battery with a range of anywhere between twenty and forty miles at, at a limited speed of twenty to so to, to your forty mile an hour excuse me um so, you know that's um that's re that, that's really the limiting capacity the limiting factor sorry on a motorcycle, not so much with a car. Is obviously you've got a lot, a lot less space to put batteries, um, and if you're not hiding them, uh, like under fairings or in a scooter, you know, in a under a scooter seat or under the floor and underneath your feet in a scooter, then you've got to try and make the battery look not like it's a battery, because not everybody likes just a big block of metal, uh, you know, a big square of metal uh, in between the frame. They want something that looks right, so. Zero and Energica, um went down the route of making their batteries look a lot nicer by having thinnings on them, aluminium casings, and, you know, look quite smart. Uh, they're the higher-end stuff. And then uh, all the lower-end stuff, um, in terms of range and price, they usually hide their batteries under fairings. Um, but, you know, and range-wise, like I said, so the smaller stuff anywhere, 20 to 40 miles, the biggest stuff can be up to 120 you
0: know, and the, uh, the the sort of the um the lower level stuff, those are, I don't know, I don't know what the current like legislation or regulation in the UK is, but you can, you don't need a full, uh, biking li- license essentially to to ride those. You you just you know you put the L plate on them and, uh, you can ride. You know,
1: similar. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, most of the stuff, unless you're. Unless you pass your car test before a certain date, which I believe is February uh, February two thousand and one, unless you pass your car test before then, you have to whatever you whatever we have here, you will need a CBT, which is compulsory basic training, and that pretty much is uh, eighty quid half a day and it gives you the basic training for you to be able to ride a motorcycle and that lasts for two years and that will allow you to ride most of our lower capacity bikes um and then in increments as the power of the bike goes up you obviously need um the appropriate license um you know and then and the licensing works the same as a combustion in the respect it's based on power output so kilowatts or um, horsepower
0: okay okay because i yeah um I wasn't I wasn't quite aware, um, aware of the uh, the difference because I th- I thought some of it is uh is based on the uh, uh the engine size and obviously that does not apply to to an electric motorbike so you know uh it's uh, is one of those things uh, that I I personally have no idea about but the uh I'd be certainly interested in in test riding an a, a electric motorbike cuz I'm sure they're much easier to drive than uh, than a combustion one cuz for once you don't have to uh, you don't have to change the gears uh you i'm sure you just have the forwards and backwards and and neutral
1: yeah i mean they're just um so basically you have same as the cars no clutch no gears um you know and and the power output is very well it's all done same as the cars so the controller programming is the key um you know a well uh, a well programmed controller um will be you know battery smooth and you can quite happily slow speed maneuver, you know, at one two mile an hour without any jerkiness or concern that um, you know that uh, you you can't control it. Um, and then uh, all the all the way to when you ri riding at speed and you need to overtake and need that power there all the time, ready to overtake. You know, that's that that that's kind of the key to make the the, the of programming really, and that and that's usually the difference between bikes that we will sell and bikes that we won't sell and where the effort's gone into you can really tell a you know a a a, a quality bike um or or, or or a manufacturer who's got their stuff sorted in, in 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 how well the bike performs uh with with its power with its power delivery
0: okay and um you've mentioned um that you used, you know, you used to um, work uh, in a business where you would modify bikes. Is there any sort of room for modifications, upgrades, and so on in the electric uh, sphere, or is it, or is it a bit more, you know, restricted? Because I think that's that's the other thing that kind of puts people off is that you know, if you worked on a on a mechanical bike, on the combustion bike, you kind of you you know, unless you're an engineer like myself and you can, you know what the wires do and, and electronic components do. You look at it and you're like, mm, this is just a black box and, you know, uh, wire comes in, wire comes out and I can't do anything about it. Or is there any, is there any room to do anything? Like, do people do any, anything cool up with them?
1: Um, so, I mean, there is, I mean, we is, we've got some plans to do some customising and people are starting to customise them, but they're usually in a far more... Aesthetic driven way, so less so about tuning and changing, you know, changing exhausts and um, you know, uh, and intakes and carburetors and all that sort of thing. Obviously, you can't do that. Um, so it's more aesthetic driven. So that is, you know, bodywork changes, fairing changes. Um, you can, you know, ultimately, you've still got the same basis as a combustion bike so you've got two wheels you've got suspension you've got a frame you've got usually all of the 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 dash and lights and all that are all uh, fed um, by 12 volts so that's all changeable you can put led lights on put different headlights all that so that's all you know customizable the only bit obviously which people are unsure of and rightly so is the high voltage side of things so that is usually motor controller and battery uh, and then the few uh, electronics that go with that so ECU, BMS and all that sort of side of things but I mean um, again I mean I think this comes down to um, an element of the times we live in now and also an element of just how not so much how new electric vehicles are cuz they you know they've been around a long time but how common uh, place uh, uh, um they are in the respect that the um the uh, the sorry the bikes um in terms of their you know the the high voltage side of things um there's and and, and all the programming and everything um if you looked at a modern-day combustion bike, there is – you wouldn't – you know, there's very few people that would dabble around with the electronics on on them, canvas and all that side of things, because it's beyond them anyway. So pretty much they're restricted to the same customizing as the, as an electric bike anyway, which is – predominantly aesthetic based the low voltage stuff so there's not a huge I don't think there's a huge difference there I mean okay maybe change the exhaust uh, and, and you know and different air intakes and that sort of thing but all the remapping and all that lot is usually done by professional outfits and the same is to be said for the electric side of things you know there are professional outfits out there or there will be more and more that will be able to remap controllers you know put it on a dyno to get more power etc etc um, uh, and then you also got the element like I said of just it's time how long it's been around you know you know i'm pretty sure when combustion engines first started coming in and they they were plonking them in bicycle frames the guys that were buying them probably didn't know what to do in terms of customizing uh, or modifying the running you know the, the the engine itself you know they they were probably quite competent at the bicycle side of things so you wheels frame all that side of things but they probably would leave a lot of the engine alone because that was beyond them and then gradually as it become more and more commonplace people became more and more you know confident working with them and therefore people started changing carburettors exhaust systems and and then and so on and so forth and it, you know we're so early on with the uh, the electric side of things certainly motorcycles that you know we haven't quite got to that point yet that's what i think anyway
0: yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's probably true. I, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what it was it was like, obviously a hundred years ago or so, uh, when these things were new, uh, but I'm sure it was all, uh, a, a bunch of voodoo basically to most people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. in, t- in terms of the, um, in terms of the maintenance and so one of the things that, uh, I'm just thinking out loud now, um, uh, one of the things that is a big sale, uh, point, uh, for the electric cars is the, the sort of the not only because you have less vibration and noise, but also because of the way the vehicle kind of functions, you know, um the maintenance is less than with the uh, combustion equivalents. Um is does 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 the same translate to the biking uh, industry or or electric bikes?
1: Yeah, 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 same thing. So I mean it's um okay. you know the, the <clears throat> so the um uh, again, dependent on manufacturer. There's, and it's the same with the car world. You know, they've got different, a slightly different um, architecture. I call it, or you know, in terms of the the, the, the types of motors and controllers um, and battery systems they're using. So, some are entirely, um, you know, passively cooled. You know, with air cooled. Um, you know, like the zeros. So there's no there's no fluid cooling. Oil or water um, Other than there's no fluids on the bike Apart from the brake fluid um, uh, You know the scooter based stuffs all all air cooled as well And then some of the higher spec stuff So like oh, energy Because um, the more expensive stuff They come from more of a racing background They'll have a water cooled uh, Inverter Controller sorry and uh, And motor uh with uh, a, uh oil oil um, lubricated um it's not a gearbox but it's like a um like a kind of a jackshaft type setup um no 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 fluid cooling on any of the batteries in any of the bikes yet anyway uh like the cars are um but what that means is, is, that the maintenance is is very low. Um, you know, other than the usual motorcycle components to replace um, or check. Uh, so that's brake pads, tyres, uh, a belt or a chain, um, and a brake fluid every year. Um, really, they the only the only thing that we would require seeing the bikes. We recommend at least once a year is just for a uh, a motor controller kind of sync. Uh, it's like a, the, it's the timing of an engine I'm not sure how the cars work but basically we, we make sure the motor and the controller are kept in perfect harmony so you get the best efficiency out of the bike uh, and um, performance and uh, throttle um, sort of um, uh, not sensitivity but you just but you basically you just get the best performance out of the bike um, so you know and mm-hmm. and, and, and cost wise you know it, it, it keeps it very very cheap um i mean yeah although although the service intervals are, are i think closer together than what people or more regular than what people think they might be i mean i think most stuff's like at least annually but like maybe every four to six thousand miles um i think a lot of people think that electrics like zero maintenance which obviously it not because you've still got the same bits on you know uh like we said tires brake pads bearings and all that sort of thing to be checked over yeah. um uh, but there is um uh you know other than the say the coolant change on some on some of the higher end stuff um i mean some of the in the energy now i think they're now every eighteen thousand miles their service um for a motorcycle that is that's that's a lot um, you know, I mean, I
0: mean,
1: it will be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, some, some, some tu- time, you know, we'll be surprised to see some guys do eighteen thousand miles the entire time they own the bike, and that could be over many
0: years. You know. Yeah, because I, I presume you don't do. You know, I, I can, I can easily do ten thousand miles in a year in the car, but I presume you, you wouldn't ride a bike that, that much because of the different weathers and you know, uh, the same things that take you out on the bike and make you enjoy it kind of makes it make it hard to do long distances in them. Um, Outdoors for a very long time, presumably.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's a, there are a few people that will clock up that kind of mileage, but I would say they're in the minority. Um, so, um, yeah, although maintenance is, is a element to some people buying electric, because there is a, a you know a, a quite a substantial uh, saving, especially when you're talking some of the higher when you're comparing against some of the higher end combustion bikes. You know, as an example, some of the Ducatis which require their um, cam belts changing um um i think is it 18 16000 miles something like that um that uh, uh, that that that's a that can be well over a thousand pound job um uh, you know um uh, on top of its regular servicing so uh, the 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 kind of the, the cost element of things um you know soon comes into play comes into play pretty quick um when you compare it against certain Certain bikes maintenance, um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. we don't say they're zero maintenance. We just say they're a lot lower maintenance than sort of the combustion equivalents.
0: Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. And Presumably, all the electric bikes also have things like regen, and and you see probably less wear on the on the brakes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, they all have uh, some element of regen. Um, the the more expensive stuff, the more money you pay, the more adjustable everything gets. So basically, you know, on our in our top on our top of the uh, line models, that you know we can I can set the regen. So you almost do a handstand on the handlebars when you come off the throttle, um, and then and then uh, you know all the way to being able to freewheel into a corner if you come off the throttle. So. Um, yeah, and then some of the other stuff is the, sort the, the sort of lower end stuff. It has just a preset regen, um, all of which obviously helps you preserve the you know the brake pads.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, when I was younger, uh, one of my friends uh, had a, uh, basically inherited from a member of the family who passed away. Um, uh, I can't remember what it was called, but the uh, a massive bike. Uh, very sort of wide and big and uh he was joking that this bike is for all it's like, it was a touring bike i think that's the correct kind of c- category It was one of those bikes where you have the radio and the, it has even aircon i think i don't know uh i'm throwing my arms out, out up, up, up in the air which i know is not a good podcasting but the because uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know uh, anything about it but the uh do you think do you think we'll see or are there any bikes like that or uh you know um for long sort of distance you know riding where you don't go too fast but you just kind of just go out there on a the bike are there electric equivalents uh, of these sort of things
1: um not so much if i'm honest I, if, you were to, if you were to ask me the one area in which uh electric probably falls short it's in the i mean it sounds like it's like almost like your friend's bike was like a uh, a touring bike um you know like a, a bike that was designed for people to sit on and do hundreds of miles in one hit that's the one area in which electric um probably falls short certainly in the motorcycle world um the big tourers um because uh, although you can do let's say 100 120 miles in a hit um you're going to have to stop for half an hour 40 minutes that some of them big ones are like riding an armchair and you can literally ride for two three hundred miles on the big tanks that they have you know no sweat um, so there isn't anything quite you know j- just yet to compete with those big tourers uh, but that that will come and it's only a matter of time before you know the energy density of the battery battery gets to a point point. Where you can get that kind of um, you know energy uh, in 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 the spaces which we're working without making the bike the size of a bus, you know. Um, so um, yeah, it just just takes a bit more time. That's all.
0: Yeah, because I, I you know of all the bikes that I could enjoy, I'd probably see myself sitting on something like that and just cruising down down the uh, the motorway. Although you know, I, I presume those sort of bikes are. More appealing to people living in vast countries like USA, where uh, you know you do have vast spaces of where you can just sit on a straight road and just just cruise along, uh, whereas in the UK there's there's a, <laughs> there's the yeah, um, okay. Um, is there anything that I didn't ask you that uh, you you think people ought to know who are interested in electric things and motorbikes especially?
1: I mean, I've been. You know, if, if your listeners are. Well versed with EVs in general, um, then you know. I think obviously I'm used to doing quite a few um, uh, having conversations with uh, with people whose listeners are, um, are are not, and therefore, you know, we're, we're asked a lot about you know the um, the environmental impacts of EVs and electric motorcycles and the battery technology and uh, the the kind of tech that our batteries use and all that side of things but you know aside aside from that um which i'm guessing like i say if you've got an ev um audience um then they they would probably know uh, most of that anyway um i guess it's just that um i I think uh we get our we get when i say when people ask us what we you know what i do um, and I go, oh, we sell motorcycles, and, and uh, specifically electric motorcycles. The usual thing is, oh, electric motorcycles? I, don't, I didn't even know they did those. You know, it, it's it's. I think everybody's quite familiar with the fact that there's a lot of electric offerings out there now from a lot of manufacturers. Um, cars-wise, um, but I, th- I don't. I believe that there's that there's um, not many people, or, or far fewer people. Um, that that realise you know the, the the motorcycles you know follow the car market two or three years behind and we're now starting to see you know some of some of the stuff some of the bikes come through um, uh, and yeah and, and and that you know if if <clears throat> that, that it's um, if you're into motorcycles um, to 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 you know think about coming in and having a go at, at some point or if you know somebody who's uh, who, who rides regularly. You know, um, see if you can convince them just to come at least tr- swing their leg over and to see if we can, you know, swing their opinion on on uh, what it's all about and why they ride.
0: Yeah um, do do you come over, do you come over to to any meetups or like uh, shows um, that are you know around the electric cars or do you go mostly to sort of biking shows to uh, to kind of. Uh or do you do that that sort of thing at all? Yeah,
1: we're we'll trying to do a mix. So we do, you know, I would say predominantly we do motorcycle meets because obviously, uh, you know, our our, our, our um, you know most of the guys there will have their riding gear, their licences, and everything ready to go to try the bikes. Um, but we do do some EV specific EV shows. So we do, um, we're going to do and have done the fully charged show. Uh, I think it's at Farnborough this year in September. Yeah. Um, so we'll do that. We'll be there with all our bikes and offering demos. Um, there's a, there's a I think there's another E V show down in um British Motorcycle Museum, I think. There's something there that way. An E V meet up there. Um, you know, we have some uh, E V groups, so car uh, clubs that come here and for guys you know, if some of those guys have licenses they'll come and and try their bikes as well. Um, so yeah, you know, we have, there there is some kind of crossover there, you know, I'd say it's probably, we're far more, you know, motorcycle, um, orientated in terms of shows and clubs and stuff than we are EV, but that's only just because the proportion of people that drive an electric car that have a motorcycle license is, is not, Massive, so you know our, the our, the potential customers um you know that, that are within that group are are only are only a few but if anybody is listening you know is in a club or uh, runs a show um you know we go we we've got customers nationwide we do mobile servicing as well it's the nice thing with low maintenance on our bikes we do mobile servicing so we do it all out of our vans. we do it at your workplace or we do it at your um home um then we um uh, you know we're always open to the idea of attending shows over the UK um, um, and we also do um, uh, our demonstrations that we're talking about um, we offer a thing called a doorstep demos where we bring you a bike for you to try there is a fee there but we subsidise it uh, some of the cost against uh, a bike if you purchase it so that's another way to you know sort of uh, swing your leg over electric electric um, but yeah that's pretty much it I think
0: yeah that's that sounds that sounds pretty reasonable i uh if i'm ever you know your way i'll give you a call and uh and see if i can by. i don't have a i don't have a bike license but i'm sure i can sit on one and just you know cruise along on on a private car park <laughs> i can rev it up yes uh a, a, a sort of extra bonus question um do cuz it's a, it's a it's a phenomenon now uh that i that i get from electric uh uh or see being in the, in the electric car owner groups, is a i uh, I see people who, uh, you know, um, is, uh, driving instructors basically, who um, teach people in electric cars from the from get go. Uh, does that happen in the uh, in the motorbiking industry, or do you still like if I if I wanted to pass the uh, the test, do you do that on your own bike, or uh, do you have to do it on the on the combustion uh, a bike, or is there any is there any requirements to you know, is there any Reason to do it still on the like if somebody wanted to buy uh, hypothetically if somebody wanted to buy an electric bike but they don't want to bother themselves with the uh, combustion one and the gears and stuff like that, can they do it on the uh, on the electric one from the start
1: um well it's a good question um and it's something that we I'm putting, putting you on, on a spot there, there. No, <laughs> no 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 it's it's, it's a good question and um Luckily, it's something that we've thought about before um, and something that we've begun to implement. So, you know, what we found was um, pretty much from day one, um, but certainly a growing interest is 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 basically new riders coming in. The, you know, the, one one thing w- w- I didn't mention is that the your average motorcycle uh, motorcyclist's age is somewhere in their mid fifties now. So there has been a, uh, a, a massive the, the number of people getting on a motorcycles. And um, funnily enough, I, I, <laughs> until. COVID came along was actually dropping off and then COVID come along and actually uh, because of delivery riders and all that side of things, uh, re- uh, license uh, applications went through the roof as far as I'm, uh, I'm aware. Um, but up until that point, um, but, uh, the motorcyclists were almost considered the dying breed, um, you know, and um, uh, the uh, licensing wise uh, to get a CBT, you know, the standard protocol is you're on a little twist and go moped, Petrol, no gears, so fairly easy thing to ride. And if you were taking a motorcycle test, you were on a geared motorcycle. So what's happened is, uh, and like I said, we 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 got like the odd inquiry when we first started about being able to take your test on an electric moped or motorcycle. Uh, And at that point, we had to say, look, no, we you know we don't know anybody. Although we contacted a few people and test centres about the idea of having um, a uh, uh, what's it called, Uh, having a test um, a, a, a. Motorcycle or moped um, uh, in in their um, uh, fleet for people to use. Um, we uh, there was just wasn't enough interest in it. Um, but what we decided was we think it was only something that could grow. So we set up a thing called uh, e rider training. Um, at the moment, <coughs> it's just. A little side project which we're working with a local uh, training provider for and the idea is is that you would approach us with the idea you know, of, of, of wanting to get a motorcycle it being electric and you wanting to do your test and buy a bike um, uh, which was electric and we, uh, the, the company that we work with um, would uh, under the guise of it being the whole our little scheme called e rider training is we would provide the electric bike that you did your test on the, the training, uh, the trainer himself, the, the uh, instructor would be riding electric too. Um, and that way you could do uh, your test on electric um, and then obviously go straight onto your electric motorcycle um, as well. But we, it's not quite operational yet, um, but it will be hopefully within the next sort of year or so.
0: Yeah, that, that sounds good because, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that some people, you know, some people would love to have an idea of of, of driving an electric bike uh especially if, if they can get one fairly you know cheap uh sort of one i presume most people lease these things these days uh but but having you know but the the idea of having to go through a combustion engine uh bike just to pass the test and then virtually never have a need to to do to do it again is uh, i think might be a bit of a, a turn off basically um so it would be it would be good if, if people can do that on the electric from from the start. Oh, that's a that's a you know, that's a good thing to know. Anyway, um, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, obviously it's the uh, is it the English Electric Motor Co. com? Uh, Did I get that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's www.EnglishElectricMotorco.com. You can drop us an email. Uh, there's phone numbers on there if you want to give us a call and have a chat about something. Uh, there's a lot on our website anyway uh, about the brands we sell. You know all the specs they have, prices. You know the finance and insurance, etc., etc. It's all on there. We're all on social media channels as well. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that. Lots. So you can follow us on there. And we've got various newsletters you can um, sign up to as well. So uh, <clears throat> yeah, if uh, if anyone out there is listening is interested in just becoming having a chat having a go on something whatever they can get in contact and we'll see if we can help them out
0: cool and it's a very very nicely put together website i have to say um there's so many you know businesses selling things that uh, have just a rudimentary small websites and this is this one's actually pretty cool um anyway um thank you thank you for your time Alec, and uh, and f- thank you for for the patience with all the technical <laughs> problems that <we> had.
1: <laughs> that's right all the technical problems were mine so that should <laughs> that's not your problem um but uh, yeah no pleasure right. it was, it was, it was, it was speaking with you
0: well folks uh, you got to the end of the another episode of take you TV. thank you for listening and uh please uh Extend my um, welcome to and thanks to my patrons, Chris Miller, Andrew Till, and EV Resource. And if you want to join them, uh, just go to patreon.com and find us there. And uh, follow us on Twitter at TakeItEV. Cheers.